Hi, I'm Katie Roaring. And I'm Eric Roaring. And we're the founders of Fontana Candle Co. In four years, we took our hobby of making candles in our basement and selling them at craft shows and makers markets, and we turned Fontana into a nationally recognized e-commerce brand. This year, we are doing seven figures of revenue and have 10 employees. So how did we do it? Welcome to the Candle Couple Podcast, where we will share the nitty-gritty of scaling our e-commerce brand quickly. We are spilling the tea, so hopefully we can help you scale your brand quickly, too. Episode 10. This is how much does it actually cost to start a candle brand? Maybe we should title this what it cost us to start our candle business. That's probably a fair title. Yes. So you can benchmark what we did. And I mean, it was what in 2018 that we started. We have lovely inflation right now. So things are probably going to cost more. So when we started our candle business, we really had a focus on reducing chemicals and toxins in the candle. That's how we got started was we were introduced to a candle that gave us splitting headaches and we wanted to make something better. We had to go with something more expensive. We chose coconut oil and beeswax. We couldn't find anything off the shelf in the market that would make a candle that we wanted. We started working our own process of coming up with our own formula. And that took a lot of time and a lot of effort to do. Testing. Lots I mean, and lots of testing. Candle making is all about testing, testing, testing. Exactly. So it's starting with what do you want out of your candle business? What is your goal of your candle? What do you want out of your candle? Exactly. Yeah. And we wanted a healthier, non-toxic or less toxic version of what was out there. And so our costs are going to be a little bit more expensive than if you are buying an readily available soy wax off the shelf. Our candle testing costs, we included vessels, waxes, wicks, fragrances, essential oils, all of the candle making products that you need. You have to remember every time you change a vessel, because a lot of the look of your brand is the vessel. But every time you change that vessel, you have to retest everything. Exactly. Every time you change the wax formula or the fragrance or essential oil in it, anytime you change the vessel, the height, the width, all of it, you have to retest everything. So if one variable changes, you have to retest. Our testing, it took us about 150 different variations to come up with our wax blend that we use today. Through all of our costs with the vessels, the waxes that we use and the fragrances, it costs us about $3,300. This is going to be high for most people because we don't buy a soy wax off the shelf. We came up with our own blend. So we went through a lot of candles, a lot of vessels to come up with our blend. Well, I'm a member of a candle makers Facebook group right now. I really forgot this portion of our business because it was so long ago. And seeing the trials and tribulations that so many candle makers go through Mm. to get the perfect candle. I forgot that. I take for granted that our candles work well now. I forgot how much work you went through to get them to be perfect. And they, yeah, our blend is perfect. Now the manufacturing piece is the problem. So there's always going to be issues Mm -hmm. if you're making your own and you don't have a chemistry degree like I do not. It's a lot of trial and error. If you knew what you were doing, if you knew the science behind it, yeah, that cost might have been a little bit less than what ours was. But after you come up with your perfect candle, now what? What are you going to do? How are you going to sell it? Where are you going to sell it? All that stuff. For the first part of that is your labels, your logos, your branding. Branding is everything. That's right. eh? Once you have the perfect candle you need to have good branding yep you have to have a way to tell the story of your candle you know your story like no one else 
How are you going to convey that message? And we did do an entire episode about Mm -hmm. this. So it's it's either episode two or three. So if you want to go back and learn about branding your candle business. We looked at our label logo branding and to start, it cost about $2,000. I started with Canva very early on and paid, I think, $20 for a little Canva You did a DIY and... It looked DIY. No offense, it looked like DIY. Let's see if I'll put a little picture of our first (laughs) label in this video. If I would go back and do it again, I would probably start with a professional branding right away. What's your goal? Are you starting as a hobby like we did? Or do you want to build a brand from the very beginning? Because that that will change how you do things and it changes from the very beginning. That's a very important call out because if you just want to have a hobby, something to go to a maker's market on the weekends Mm -hmm. or make candles for gifts and have no desire to go anywhere beyond that, don't spend $3,000 on a brand audit and development. Just make something in Canva that tells your story and a little bit about you and be done. You don't have to start all out if you don't have the money. If that is your goal to become a large business, then save towards that and build your brand by reinvesting your proceeds into it and put that as a very high priority. Yes, reinvesting is how we got to where we are now. Once we got the branding done and once we started scaling up before our branding, yeah, what we needed was the equipment. first equipment we started with? We started with a little Presto pot. And it was I, really cute. It it's was. like a little baby pot. It was a little baby pot. And I even, I made it myself. Of course you did. Of course. of course you did. You can buy a Presto pot with a little valve in it already for like $80, $90. But why would you spend? Right. I, mean, I would spend, I if, spent $20. Wait, if you're new to us, Eric's very frugal yeah. and that's putting it mildly. I'm a cheap ass. Yes. <laughs> so anywhere he can DIY something, he I'm will. Going to. So we got a Presto pot for 20 bucks and I went to the hardware store for another five, drilled a hole in it tapped it and made my own melting vessel. How much wax did that hold? Uh, I think it's a 10 pound kettle, but we bought a melter, a scale, pour pots and the heat gun, a heat gun, thermometers, timers. (laughs) I would say out of everything, we have gone through so many little heat guns. Yeah. We've gone through a ton of heat guns. That's a very important piece of equipment. So all in our total cost of equipment to start was about $1,800. And you think about it for a hobby, like that's a good chunk of money. Like I'm actually surprised you spent this. I am too. Candle making. I have no idea why I did that. I must have been bored. (laughs) I don't know either. So one important piece that can save you a ton of money in the long run is looking and seeing if you have any candle suppliers within a driving distance of your location. So for example, uh, we live in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Fillmore Container supplies glass jars to us and we have saved thousands, tens of thousands of dollars on shipping costs for those We probably saved 25 cents a container on shipping. That has saved us a ton of money. There's another candle supply company about an hour and a half away from us. And we have also made trips out there to get equipment. I mean, you bought one of our big industrial wax melters from them and we picked it up. We picked it up to save on freight for that. For a hobby maker, if you can pick up your ingredients and not pay 30, 40, 50, $100 in shipping, that does really help you. Yep, because that's what we pay for our essential oils now. We pay $100 per shipment and it's extremely expensive, but it's a company across the country. Yeah, of course. All all of our central oil suppliers are across the country. Finding somebody that is close to you from a supply standpoint, especially when you're smaller and starting, is going to be a huge cost savings for you. That doesn't necessarily mean that you have to lower your price. 
It just means that you have more margin that you can reinvest into your business. Mm -hmm. Try and save every penny you can, especially when you're small, your cost to goods calculations, because that's going to help drive your margin much higher. So to give you one number, our first year's cost of goods sold was about $12,000. And that was after like, I think $20,000 in we sales. Made 20. I think we did 22,000 in sales the first right. year. We weren't quite at a 50% margin, we're a little less, which is tough mm -hmm. in the candle industry. So that's where you really need to push and work on your cost of goods and drive out every price you can. Okay, so you have your candle, you have your branding, you have your ingredients, you have a decent margin. Now you got to sell your candles. So we started and we used craft show, local craft shows and makers markets really as a test group. Yeah. I mean, I, we were in front of the customer. We could see them interacting with our candles. We could see them smelling the candles. And I would say this was invaluable in the beginning. Did we have a website when we first started? Oh gosh, that's a good question. I would say we, well, we did the first makers market before we ever had a website. We used the first makers market to test. Is this a viable product? Do people want our candles? I think like you said, you have everything. You got your business started. You got your product. Now do some testing. Check out With the viability. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Market. What do they call it? Test market test group. Yeah, test group. It was invaluable. Like you said, we went to show after show after show and we got to interact with our customers. And we got to hear their feedback. I mean, in the beginning, it was actually a fun way to spend our weekend. Oh, it was like, it was, I loved shows in the we beginning. We made a lot of friends with the other yep. makers and a lot of we them, have today still. a lot of them are still our friends. Yep. Yeah. It was a fun way to spend our weekend. You may, you can make a lot of friends. You can make a ton of friends at craft shows and makers markets, especially when you are on the same kind of circuit, you see the same people mm -hmm. over and over and you become friends with them. And their knowledge can become invaluable for you too. You're oh, yeah. sharing a lot of your stories, your trials, your tribulations. Like you can learn a lot from the other makers. We did eight shows our first year and it was, we made the money, we validated the business, mm -hmm. we validated the product. But the best part of it was getting that customer feedback and hearing from customers. I mean, the cost of these markets do vary depending on how large they Fair are, so. where, where they are located. So on average, th they cost us between 60 and $150 a show. So if you are not doing the maker market route, how else are you selling your products? After we went through that first year, I think it was probably about the year that you started investing online, in, a biz in an a online website presence. Yes. Right, exactly. So after we validated that people are buying our candles, let's see if we can get them out further. And that was through a website. You need a domain.com. So for us, FontanaCandleCompany.com. That domain costs us $12 a year. Not a big fee there. Not a big investment. Now your website hosting, that can really add up a little bit. That's extremely so, expensive now. Uh, we were on Wix in the beginning, and I believe we spent about 400 a year on website hosting on Wix. I mean, now at the volume we're at, we're on Shopify, and it's over 800 a year. That's just the that's website just hosting. That's just the yeah. Shopify fee. And that's not even the expense of Shopify. No, your website hosting can be quite expensive. Should have business protection. Yes. It should be a legal business. Yes. I mean, we went right away with an LLC because we know the importance of protecting ourselves personally. Yep, we went through legal zone. Mm -hmm. Establish that. And that was $1,500 yep. for us. Which was a lot of money at the time, especially since we were still very young as a business. We had that before our first show. And so $1,500 was a ton of money yes. to invest in. When you have no, no money coming in. We had nothing. It was all our own personal money invested. And again, that goes back to what do you want to do with this business? If it's just going to be your hobby, do a sole prop for probably a couple hundred bucks and call it good. And then insurance. You want to talk about insurance? 
So insurance our first year was $623. It was really hard to find an insurance carrier. We actually mm -hmm. went through, I think, six different companies before we found one. Having a good insurance broker can really help you with this. Yes, we do have a very good insurance broker now. She's very good and on top of our policy, which mm -hmm. is great. We started at $623 a year. It is now, I think, about $1,500 a year as our volume has increased yeah. and we've added skin contacting skin items. Contact, yeah. As our business has grown and that volume has grown, we put more candles out there and changed our products. Now our insurance is much more expensive. So insurance and then to also protect yourself, trademarks. We've okay. used this protection. To me, it's a no-brainer to have a trademark. I'm building a big brand. Yes, it's important because we we want more out of this than just a hobby. Yes. At the very least, do a trademark search yourself to make sure the name you're using is not already trademarked <laughs> because you will save yourself a lot of heartache and money and time when you get a nice little cease and desist from a different brand. Yep. Like you have to take trademarks seriously. You do. They are not a joke. Even if it's just your name and candle company, if there's a registered trademark out there that don't matter, you cannot use it. If you don't want to get the trademark protection yourself, go out and look to see if the name you want to call yourself is trademarked yes. by anyone else yeah. because then you can't use it. Same thing with your scent names. Little hint out there. Bath and Body Works and Yankee have trademarked a lot of scent names. Check your scent names to make sure you can use them because they will send you a cease and desist. We have received yes. cease and desist ourselves for candle names. Do your homework. Yeah, I think that is the thing that is most overlooked. I mean, do your homework to protect yourself. So you have that it cost us $500 for trademarks for the first year. I'm going to guess it costs more than that. Think so? I say they're more about 1000 to 1200 I mean, we just applied for two more trademarks, so we can see in a couple weeks what they cost now in 2023. Yeah, that's a fair point, because yeah. this was 2019, probably. Yep, yep. Okay, you've got all your protection, you've got all of your business up and running. Now, how do you present yep, that? You have your website. I would highly, highly recommend having some good photography and videography of your products on there and on your social media. For us, we did four photo shoots the first year, one for each collection, each scent collection with each season. Of course, seasonality does change scents for most candle businesses. So we paid $265 each shoot. Yeah, so... And we, they, were, they were good. Yeah, they were good photos. She was a great yeah, photographer. Yep. But I'll say too, she was just starting out as well. And as she grew her business... Her prices went up steadily each year. I think that's cool call out is mm -hmm. if you go to these makers markets and you go to these shows, you tend mm -hmm. to find a lot of people who are also starting yes. businesses and looking for business. Yes. We've met a lot of people that we've worked with over the years through makers markets who weren't vending, but were attending the mm -hmm. show. You could help find another business that's just starting as mm -hmm. well and do a collaboration together and grow each other's yep. business, which was very much what we did with our photographer in the first well, few years. Well, she was a wedding photographer, mm -hmm. but she really wanted to try the commercial yep. photography space so we were like a good test run for her so if you can find somebody just starting out like you are and leverage services and say hey help me out by mm -hmm. helping you out and we'll teach each other for better costs that's a great way to start now we're using highly highly professional and experienced yes. photographers and videographers so we did lose this price break so our photographer now is a thousand dollars a shoot our videographer is a thousand to two thousand mm -hmm. dollars a shoot our 
social media manager is $2,000 a month on retainer. So these costs are extremely well, expensive today. Our social media guy is $2,000 a month on retainer. He's ancillary to my social media yes. work. So yeah, that's not full-time social media. That's right. So invest in the photography, invest in the videography, invest in where you want to convey your message and know how to convey those messages. We did a whole series and had a guest about video versus yep. photo. So mm -hmm. make sure you know that you have the correct medium for your space. So you have your website, you have beautiful photos, you're selling those candles, you have to ship them now. So once you transition from in person to online, now you got to worry about fulfilling those orders, yes. which means you have a lot of upfront costs, yes. including your shipping software, your, your label costs, your boxes, boxes your, your fill dunnage, material, yep, all of this extra stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you need more space to fulfill. It's important to understand your weights, your dimensions, understanding kind of your order value mm -hmm. so that you know how many SKUs of different boxes. I think we have 16 different box sizes for the variation between single candle orders to hundreds of candles mm -hmm. in a wholesale order. Our box inventory is much different than when we started where we had two or well, three and got them free from the USPS. Yeah, so in the beginning we used exclusively USPS priority mail. So they give you free boxes for that service, mm -hmm. which is amazing. Mm -hmm. So I would recommend going that route again. However, knowing what I know now about postage rate, you're going to pay a lot more when you're shipping across the country priority right. mail, almost double in some cases. So being able to have a good shipping software is helpful for mm -hmm. you to look at those costs. And you can really learn the shipping exactly. rates based on zones. Yep. Having a credit card, we buy everything we can on credit cards. We had, I think, $14,000 in rewards last year from spending on our credit mm -hmm. card. That's just free money. Understanding where you can use them when you're small, especially because you're not going to get payment terms, which is fine. We still don't have payment terms on a lot of things. Yeah, like 99% of the stuff is not on is payment all terms. online still. So understanding how you pay and utilizing those credit card points can add a ton of money to your bottom line yes. or save you a ton of money, I should say. Yeah. We did that from the very beginning. We did that we from the that very personally. beginning. Everything goes on our credit card, but then we always pay it off every month. Yes. It's <laughs> a very yeah. important call out. Yeah. Use your credit card for the points if you can pay pay it off right away because any money you get back from points will be instantly eroded by financing charges. Don't carry credit card debt if you can avoid it. Now you're going to invest in your marketing. You got yes. all these pretty pictures in the website. What are you going to do with all of that? What are your goals? What is your marketing mix? I mean, we did, what, $500 in the first month. I think the first year was $500. You have a significantly higher budget now. Again, it goes back to what do you want with this mm -hmm. business? If your goal is just doing a show every now and then and have something to do and sell your hobby, don't spend tens of thousands of dollars marketing it. Especially don't market it if you can't fulfill, you can't fulfill everything. It, yeah. There's no point in getting on Oprah Winfrey's wish list or best list if you can only mm -hmm. make 10 candles a day. Don't shoot for that as a don't goal. Go, go, don't go talk to big retailers either. You're exactly. wasting your time. You're wasting your yeah. time and their time. Yeah. And you're going to put a ton of stress. If you get an order that you can't fulfill and then you have to tell them, no, mm -hmm. you first burned a bridge yeah. that you will never get back. You shot yourself in the foot. You shot yourself in the foot. And you just put a ton of stress on yourself trying to figure out how to fulfill this. And Do you then, even have the money to buy the inventory exactly, to fulfill you have it. all those upfront costs of buying all your raw materials to fulfill this mm -hmm. order. Market to your capacity. Same thing when you're trying to work with affiliates and influencers. If you can't make more than 10 candles in your kitchen, 
attention. Don't go to an influencer with over 100,000 followers. No. You will not be able to keep up with that volume. You're going to get slammed with orders and then you're going to get an unhappy influencer because they only make money when their customers buy something. So if you sell out right away and you have 10 candles, they're not making any money no. and you're going to alienate them real quick. And then if you don't have customer service in the background running, if you don't have it set up well, you're going to get slammed with customer service inquiries that you can't answer. You can sync your business by going too big too fast. That's exactly right. So, okay, now we're up and running. What kind of apps and software should you get the first year? I mean, we were very basic in the first year. We had QuickBooks. For QuickBooks, we spent $180 a year in the year, and it was $15 a month. Basic accounting software, which I highly recommend you do. And then our tax accounting fee at the end of the year was $1,000. Yeah, When you have an LLC or an actual business entity, you have to pay business taxes. Yes, you have you to get your corporate tax return done. So don't don't think you can skimp on that either. I was a CPA and I do not do our taxes. They are so complicated. Mm -hmm. And if you are not totally up to date on every single law, do not do your taxes yourself. As a former CPA, do not do your taxes yourself unless <laughs> you know the laws. Words of wisdom by Eric. So in total, our first year, what did we spend on our business? Our first year investment, excluding cost of goods, was about $16,000. That was research and development, apps, marketing, branding, website photos, development. website development, all that stuff to start. So we spent 16000 not including our COGS. Not including our and COGS. And we had $22,000 in sales. And we worked a ton of free time and going to shows and schlepping things back mm -hmm. and forth for zero pay. But to me, it was like, it was just something fun to do at that point. I absolutely agree. But I think that's the very important part of we spent $16,000 for something fun to do for something fun to do. I have a lot of hobbies I could do for $16,000 a year and not make any money with and have probably more fun with. That was not what we were trying to do. We were trying to build a big business and it was an investment. I don't know. Was I trying to start a big business a year in i still think i was winging it well probably but then we also spent a ton of money on our trademark on our business on tax accounting so we weren't just making it a hobby so we had thoughts of at least making it a business, whether or not it was big or not. Again, we took everything we made and reinvested it into yes. the business. Yep. We haven't we didn't take a paycheck. We didn't take a dime out of this business until two years ago. We would have killed the business killed if we easily. took money out. There was no money to take out. It can be very expensive. Understanding what you want out of your business is going to help you establish your budget for that first year, where to invest, what to invest in. Understanding what kind of product you want to make and where to take it will help you gauge your budget for that first year. And I think it's important to just base your I mean, it's so easy to make forecasts and projections that you're going to sell thousands of candles be realistic be very conservative when you are doing that budgeting and forecasting you budget with this stretch goal and this large growth but then run your business on a very conservative budget so we actually do run with two budgets we run with our stretch goal mm -hmm. of huge growth but then we operate our business on a more conservative realistic budget yeah our growth budget is oh we're gonna make 2.5 million this year but i'm operating on like we're making 1.8 i have two budgets that I operate off of and I compare both of them. That conservative approach is really going to help us save our cash. If our growth budget or our stretch budget doesn't come to fruition, we're still okay.
subscribe and follow along for more e-commerce success tips so you can build a seven-figure e-commerce brand too.